0: Welcome back to Charles Sturt Stories. In this episode of our alumni podcast series, we're tackling the topic of ethical business. We'll be chatting to Alison Mychorp, a CEO who's put her passion for environmental and social responsibility to practice in her own business. Alison shares her advice on how businesses can help balance their people, profit, and the planet, and how she helped establish protection practices in Australia's online community management industry.
1: Hello and welcome back to our alumni podcast series. I'm Professor John Germov, Interim Vice-Chancellor of Charles Sturt University and I'm really happy to have with me today Alison Mychalk, a communications graduate from Charles Sturt. Alison, we're so happy to have you here. Thanks for joining me.
0: Oh, thanks so much. It's an honour.
1: Now, before we get started, I just wanted to personally congratulate you for winning Charles Sturt's 2020 Alumnus of the Year Award for the Professional Achievement category. That's a fantastic outcome. And as our listeners will hear soon, they'll understand exactly why you were chosen as our Alumnus of the Year.
0: Thank you. Thank you. It's a huge achievement and definitely took me totally by surprise. Absolutely honoured. And yes, you've played a huge role in, in my career to date. So it's really great to be able to chat to you today.
1: Well, that's lovely to hear. And the, the award you won, Ali, was really recognising you for the role you've played in making a really significant and positive impact on various communities, both in Australia and across the globe. So for you, that of course recognises not only your work in industry, but also the work you've done in the corporate social responsibility space. I'm sure we'll hear a bit more of that today. So can you tell me a bit about the business that you started and how you as a small business owner made sure that it would be socially and environmentally responsible?
0: Absolutely. So CRIP has been running for 11 years. Um, I started it in 2010 when I had a toddler and a three-week-old baby, so it was quite an undertaking. But I'd been working in the online community management space, and so I launched this moderation company. And at the time, it was just sort of when Facebook had only been around for a little bit of time, and a lot of people were asking about online engagement and getting tips and advice from my sort of community's background. So I launched that in uh, 2010, now up to to year 11.
1: So what are some of the the issues that you had to grapple with in in those early years and and going about it in in an ethical way?
0: One of the things that we've always done is we've always been an entirely distributed team, which now in a post-COVID world doesn't seem like a big deal, but 11 years ago it was. So we've never had a head office and we've always had our entire team work remotely. And flexibility has been a big piece of that. So for me, being a parent and knowing that I really needed flexibility, I thought, well, every lots of people need flexibility. So we've always had a workforce that's chosen their hours, chosen when it suited them to work, where it suited them to work. Once we had a guy work for us, he lived in 20 countries in 20 months. that was quite remarkable. So so flexibility and freedom is a big part of that. And I guess, you know, really looking after our staff as well. So it sort of grew from there. But when it comes to the B Corp, which I'll talk about a little bit later on, but the workers category is something that we excelled in early on. And then we started looking at what other areas of the business can, can we improve on. I think I've always been driven by ethical business and always cared about the environment as well. So it sort of very much speaks to my values, the way that I run the business. How, how did you sort of ensure that that as
1: the business grew, that those standards, those ethical standards that you were committed to were adhered to?
0: Great question. And, I mean, look, it did grow quickly. One of our first clients was the Australian Federal Government and the project started in three days' time. So I hired 12 people in 48 hours and it started on Sunday morning and it was a campaign around reducing domestic violence. So talking to young people about respectful relationships and it ended up running for four years but it touched on every controversial topic you could think of. So it was a very interesting and challenging project to sink our teeth into. And I think that really cemented us very early on in a position where we wanted to use social media and online communities as a force for good. We saw how effective that campaign was and it was really wonderful to engage with these young people around such an important topic like that. So I think being able to do that sort of led us on to a lot of similar work. So we do a lot of work in the behaviour change space, whether that's reducing gambling harm or increasing um, physical health and wellbeing, those sorts of things. So um, we try to do at least 50% of our work with, purpose-driven clients and we'd like to increase that over time so I think there was a few key things early on in the business that really cemented that.
1: So what, what advice would you have for a business that might want to practice corporate social responsibility or be you know socially and environmentally responsible what are some of the things that you think they could do to start upon that that journey if they don't know quite where to begin?
0: So Quip we are a certified B Corp. So we certified in 2018 and The certification is the one of the highest standards in the world for social and environmental responsibility, which certainly makes it sound very difficult and it's not easy. But the great thing about the tool that you use to become a B Corp, it's called the B Impact Assessment or the BIA. It is a free tool. There's over 50,000 companies globally have used the tool. It's tool is a set of 200 questions, a very comprehensive look at your business broken up into five categories. So my advice would be jump online go to the B impact assessment website and start working your way through those questions. That's a really fantastic tool. It'll shine a spotlight on all the things that you're doing quite well as a business, which you know if you're ethically inclined will be quite a few things, but it'll also showcase you areas where you could increase your impact. And I think I particularly love the the BIA as a tool because you you can certify, but you don't have to. But if you do it, you certify every three years, so you've got this roadmap of these are the things I want to improve my business operations over three years. So you have quite long-term term goals. So always have something to uh, work on or at least 10 different things that you're trying to implement. Yeah, it's a really great tool and I would really encourage people to start there. Uh,
1: what, what are some of the companies, some of the probably quite well-known companies that, that our listeners would be familiar with? That have moved in this sort of socially responsible,
0: ethical direction. Sure. So some of the biggest ones are companies like Patagonia and Ben and Jerry's, which are companies people really love. And here in Australia, we've got Who Gives a Crap, the, the toilet paper company, which most people know, Keep Cup, Catman Do, and a whole range of companies like that. So most people have probably touched or use these products all the time without really realizing that they're, they're B Corp. So. You're probably involved in the movement, making good choices as consumers without even realising, but now you can sort of look out for that B Corp stamp with future purchases.
1: Ellie, you mentioned those well-known companies just there, but to do this well and effectively, do you have to be a big corporate or can you actually do this at a smaller scale?
0: I mean, you can do it at every level. I mean, I mentioned Who Gives a Crap and they stunned everyone last year by giving away $5.8 million, which was more than the likes of Coca-Cola and Qantas have given away. But you certainly don't need $5.8 million to to give away in order to be a B Corp. Even if you're a tiny company, all the questions in the the B Impact assessment are useful. You know, and you can just give away, you know, 1% of, of your revenue or as much as you like, but really small things. Giving giving away some time, looking at how you can offset your energy, looking at so many things. There's 200 questions in the BIA and I even if you're just a, a one-man band or one-woman band, I actually encourage companies at that point because you, if you're going to grow, you have those processes and policies in place to, to grow well rather than trying to retroactively plug holes in, in your business. So it definitely suits all. Uh, Ellie,
1: you've also started up your own consulting business to work with other companies to really help them uh, become more environmentally sustainable, among other things. And could you tell us about that?
0: Absolutely. So that's called Futures, and I've only just launched this. So I did a training program last year with B Lab Australia to become a B consultant. And that was off the back of just I found the process so rewarding with Quip going through the process of becoming certified. You know, it is quite complex and challenging, but right. So I found other companies were asking me about, about that process. So I wanted to start a consultancy. So I had a bit more time to work with these companies towards certification.
1: And you also developed a whole B Corp community from what I hear. And how's that going? How does that work?
0: I did. Well, <laughs> I couldn't help myself because um, Quip, Quip is an online community management company. And here I came into this great community of businesses that didn't actually have a community, so there's these fantastic events, and everyone was really helpful. But especially during COVID, I felt like well, we really need an online place to come together. Um, so we launched BCorpCommunity.com for Australian and New Zealand B Corps, and it look, it's just been—it's open to everyone. So even if you're an aspiring B Corp or just interested in sustainable, responsible, ethical businesses, anyone can join. But what I particularly loved about the B Corp community is how willing they are to share resources and knowledge and information everyone wants to pull businesses up to be better so I've just seen great examples where people are saying oh does anyone have an inclusive language guide and a future super will come in and say we're working on one here but we're really open to feedback or thoughts if people want to have a look at it and share what's working with their organization so business environment typically is very competitive and I've just really enjoyed how collaborative and willing B Corps are to, to help each other's businesses be better. So the B Corp community is new, but I really hope it grows into a driving and useful resource for, for all ethical businesses.
1: That's a really noble cause and it's wonderful to hear how your your influence is spreading to broader communities and in industry. That's a great example. But Ali, what, what, what fuels your passion personally? What What got you going in this type of work?
0: Well, interestingly, um, I I was environment officer on the the SRC back in my CSU days. So I had a mother who was a science teacher and was quite environmentally focused. You know, we used to take plastic bags to the supermarket in the 80s. You know, poor mum's been doing this for God knows how long, waiting for it to become standard practice and we're still not there. So she definitely influenced me and then went to uni, got the role as the environment officer there. So I've actually joked to quite a lot of friends that, this work now that I'm doing the B Corp space is like this perfect Ben diagram of like the 20 year old environmental activist in me and the 40 something business woman where I get to use business to drive environmental change. So I think those early days of um, being really involved in environmental activism um, through through CSU did really shape me because I actually went to a lot of protests and things and thought this is important but I think there are other ways to drive change as well as not just chaining yourself to a bulldozer and you know I'm happy that people do that but they think at one protest they said hands up who wants to get arrested it might affect your career opportunities so just keep that in mind and I was like (laughs) (laughs) I chose not to to attach myself to the bulldozer in in that circumstance you know and and that of course did lead me to think what what are ways other ways that we can that we can drive change, and I really do see business being increasingly important as one of the the main agents of of, improving the world that we live in.
1: That's really inspiring to hear, and and it's great to hear how Charles Sturt played a tiny role in that. And as you're aware, Charles Sturt was the first officially certified carbon-neutral university and something that we wear that badge with great pride we' since then we've gone and invested in a whole range of sustainability initiatives, including uh, putting out the probably the, one of the largest uh, solar arrays across our rooftop space across our campuses and it's, it just it's increasing every year. So we are really uh, fundamentally dedicated to environmental sustainability in all its, in all its forms and we try to integrate that into all our, our degrees as I know you're aware of. What I'd, I'd just like to segue now a little bit. as well as being a great um ethical entrepreneur, you've you've done a lot of work in your industry and improving conditions for the workers within it. I was wondering if you could you could expand on some of the things that you've been involved in in that regard.
0: Absolutely. I mean, I think having a comms background and sort of seeing that digital professionals weren't sort of treated with the same regard that other comms professionals were, People definitely thought, oh, social media, anyone can do that. I'm on Facebook all day. There was sort of this disparaging attitude towards community management, but it's, it's actually very complex. There's a lot of media law that you need to be across. As we know, the defamation laws in Australia are a real challenge for social media, which we've seen of late. So, uh, you know, I really wanted to start doing a lot of advocating for the industry. The third, I set up a group 13 years ago called Australian Community Managers, and that just formalised as a membership body just last year, but that group has over 5,000 community managers in, in, in that group. Um, we conduct annual research around the industry. What are the challenges? What issues are you facing? We looked at things like, you know, do you experience harassment, like online harassment as part of your everyday work? Um, are you supported in, by your employer in this? Um, are you expected to work on the weekends and, uh, you know, late at night because there's this sort of always-on attitude towards social media? definitely I mean whilst it's improved it is still an issue that the industry faces that it's not taken as seriously as it should be so we did we formed a partnership with the media and entertainment arts alliance union so we now have it have it have a union partnership and if you're a community or social media manager you can go and join that union and we've partnered with some other organizations on some important things recently, like some moderation guidelines for news organisations when it comes to moderating comments and looking after their female journalists and things like that. So lots more work to be done in that space, but driven by the, the, the need for the role to be taken seriously. Recently, one of the projects we did through Australian Community Managers was we were approached by the MEAA who I've spoken about, the Media and Entertainment Arts Alliance, and, and Gen Vic, which is a gender equity, the peak body for gender equity in Victoria. They'd approached us around some research that they'd done around the online harassment of female journalists. So they were looking for a moderation and community management expert partner that could help put together a toolkit for not only news and media organizations, but but for journalists on, on how to better support them in moderation practices of news comments. As we all know, it's a real real issue online, so it was really great opportunity for, for ACM to get involved in providing these resources, which are free and available online to um, all and everyone.
1: Ellie, we're almost out of time. What lies ahead then for you? What's next, I guess?
0: Definitely um, getting more involved in the B Corp Movement because I'm very interested in that. So I have been doing some consulting on the side to help other organisations become B Corp certified um, and also doing some work with some um, B Labs, which run B Corp around the world, to look at how we can help drive collective action, which has been really interesting. So there's already a few collective action groups within the B Corp movement. There's a big one around climate change, the climate collective. So looking at what other movements we could get behind there's a net zero 2030, which I think over 900 B Corps have, have pledged. So yeah, looking at how we can, or me getting involved in how we can, you know, use that collective power as an even even bigger force for good.
1: Sounds wonderful. Sounds like you're going to be busy. Now for our listeners, if they wanted to learn more about um, the ACM project or the B Corp movement, where could they, where could they go to find more information?
0: Excellent. So yeah, the Australian Community Managers website is just australiancommunitymanagers.com.au and I really encourage people to check that out. I think increasingly community management is part of people's jobs, even if they don't consider themselves a community manager, especially most comm students are going to touch on social at some point in their life. You can also check out bcorporation.com.au, find out more about the, the B Impact Assessment. So check out those websites and you know people can always reach out to me I'm very passionate about about these topics.
1: Well Ellie it's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you about all the truly meaningful work that you've been involved in in your industry but also for the broader community and I just wanted to personally thank you and and really thanks for thanks for joining me today to for us to all hear about the important work that you've been doing.
0: Fantastic thanks so much for having me.
1: Thank you.